Hey everyone, welcome back to Big Drunk List, the participation Woo. podcast. I'm your host, Greg Voss, from the wonderful Chicago, Illinois. And with me, as always, is... R- Ryan Fowkes from the freezing cold Bloomington, Illinois. Now, today we have a, a nice, cheery episode, because it's going to be about our favorite holiday films. And I don't know about you, Ryan, but... All right, actually, all of mine are holiday films. But I was actually thinking about it, because uh, there was one that bumped off my list, but I was going to say... Die Hard? Of course Die Hard's on it. Um, oh, I thought Die but, Hard was the one that got bumped off your list. No, uh, for, for ones that were... You like to watch during the holidays, but they're not necessarily a holiday film. And I feel like that would have been acceptable, too. Like, I was going to do... Mm. uh, Mine was going to be the first Harry Potter. For whatever reason, I just like to watch it. Oh, that feels kind of Christmassy to me, Harry Potter. It has... There's a whole, like, the whole part with... uh, There's the Christmas, and there's some, like, winter. But it's not very much. Right. But I really did like the... um, uh, Just watching that kind of during the holidays. Uh, the other ones, like, I feel like are whenever, but I always like the first one watching. It's it's nice. Also, the first one's one of the only ones that actually feels like it wraps up because he, he still kind of defeats, like, the bad guy and everything like that versus, like, the other ones. You're like, well, you know that he, there's a much bigger thing for Voldemort. Like, so right. it doesn't have, like, you're like, okay, well, I can't wait for, you know, next year. I want to see the next one and things like that versus this one has a good start and a good ending. I just finally concluded the Harry Potter movie series like last year. I hadn't seen the last, the last movie. Well, I guess the last two because it was this. It was two parts. I hadn't seen the the last two. Two, two pox. Two pox. <laughs> uh, even though they had been released years ago, um, and actually, I did, I stopped reading the books even after the fifth book. So I don't know. I kind of felt I never got super big into that Harry Potter craze. Like I read the first few books and I enjoyed them, but then I fell out of it. The movies, you know, some people are really super into them. And I think I liked the first few, but I kind of just fell off of it. I don't know. I, I didn't get into them until I was like 27. I, someone someday I'll work be told me <laughs> and I sat down. I, I read, I read through them all. I read the last two in Thailand because I was visiting my brother, and I flew out to Thailand, and I finished the sixth one on the plane, and I'm like, well, fuck, I might as well go and get a, the seventh one, found a, a store that sold English-speaking books, and I, I bought that, and I, cool. I, I, I binged it. But yeah, it is cool. Um, but <coughs> Brian, what are you drinking today? <coughs> uh let me give you the backstory before I tell you what I'm drinking because I know you're going to shit all it's over me. Jameson. No, it's not. It's not Jameson, actually. Um, a couple of months ago, Hy-Vee, uh, which is my preferred grocery store, had a liquor and wine sale. And oh, in looking God. at the liquor and the wine selection, I decided to make a little challenge for myself um, and try some different wines because some, some wines that I previously maybe not – would not have bought because um, they were out of my price range that I can justify paying for wine when I'm not a huge fan anyway, um, became within my price range for wine, which is like the sub $10 mark. That's where I like my wine to be. Yeah. Um, so I decided to get um, several kinds of Cabernet Sauvignon, um, which is my favorite type of red wine. Uh, and so I got several different bottles of that just to kind of try some out. Um, and I found that they all taste exactly the same. So wine. I'm drinking wine some wine today. Um, it's the last bottle from my personal wine tasting. 
and it's been sitting above the fridge for for a couple of months waiting to be cracked open. How about you? What are you drinking? I went with something kind of holiday themed just because, you know, I like to kind of match it up when I can. And I did. It is an eggnog with some disgusting hot chocolate powder mixed in. I warmed up the Ooh, eggnog. That sounds good. And then I poured in some uh, Irish whiskey just to make it taste a little bit. Uh, is it Jameson? No, no, no. Greg, Greg, we're sponsored by an Irish whiskey company and you'll use a different one. Oh, my bad. We're not sponsored by Jameson. What Irish whiskey did you use? Jack Daniels. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jim B. <laughs> Teeling whiskey. It's small batch. Oh, okay. Um, it. It's finished in rum cast. Never had it before either, so I probably should have a glass. Maybe I'll do a glass. Yeah, very cool. When I'm done with this, let everyone know what... Uh, they think about it, but I think right now yeah. we should take a drink and move on to your number four. Uh, I want to yeah, say already we are flying through this list. <laughs> flying through it. <laughs> Before we jump in, if you don't mind, I just want to give a quick shout out to last week's episode we did with Allborn. Um, that was a fucking blast. That was a fucking blast, and I know that um, because Allborn shared. Um, shared the episode. We have some people who maybe just started listening. As a result, we've even got some activity to our Facebook page. So I want to take the opportunity to thank you all for coming to check us out. If you even listen to this one after that one, um, for coming and joining, um, we're happy. Well, of to have course, you. they listen to this one. Otherwise, who would we be talking to? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> listens to this, right? <laughs> it's my mom. Yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> course my mom didn't even start listening till after Allborn shared the post. She's like, I kind of thought your podcast was shit till till Allborn shared it and now I see it's a real it's podcast. Fucking lit. <laughs> oh jeez. Well all right. <laughs> why don't you give us uh the rules then? Oh yes perfect. Um so we're gonna go through uh our top ten favorite Christmas films and for the top seven um, we're going to drink after each of the numbers. So I'll jump in with my number 10 and Greg will give his 10 and we'll take a drink. When we get down to the top three, things are going to get a little more Christmassy um, and a lot more intoxicating. y So um, <laughs> Greg will tell us the rules when we get there. Super excited to jump right in. All right, Ryan, let's take a drink and move on to your number 10. Ooh, okay. Home Alone. Everyone take a drink. Because that's on my list as well. Is it further down on your list, or is it your number 10 by chance? It's further down, unfortunately. Oh, well, no, that's good, because that means we'll take a drink now and move straight into your number 10, um, and we'll talk Home Alone together when we get down to yours. Okay. I have a feeling already we're going to have a lot of duplicates on the list. Uh, We talk Christmas movies a lot, and I know you and I have some similar tastes, but I think we have some differing tastes as well. So it's not all duplicates. Uh, but I think we're going to have some we're more. We're definitely going to so have some. But you're people, probably be ready. Be ready to drink a lot. You're not going to have my number 10. What is it? Lollipop Dragon, the great Christmas race. <laughs> Never even heard of it. No one's ever fucking heard of it. For whatever reason, when I was growing up, my grandma got the most fucked up bootleg weird ass <laughs> VHSs that we ever had. We we had the one it was called Samson and Sally and it turned out to be some fucking Swedish whaling cartoon. Oh, sounds great. Uh, yeah, well this one uh 
it means so much to my older sister and I that I found it on VHS because it's not on anything else with the exception of uploaded to YouTube <laughs> for five bucks online used, obviously. And I bought it and I want to watch it with my nephews, but uh, I was originally going to move it over to a DVD, but there's no need to digitize it now because I realized it's already on YouTube. But I have the VHS in front of me anyway, and it can be described as the lovable lollipop dragon and his royal and loyal friends in the kingdom of Tum Tum join in the fast-paced fun of the great Christmas race. The winner gets their image on the special Christmas lollipop and picks its flavor too. But unfortunately, evil doesn't take a holiday. Baron Bad Blood vows to steal the race, so all the lollipops will be his oh favorite flavor. God. Liver. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what the fuck? Just re-watching it, 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 there's no, like, real conflict. Like, they're in a cave, and then, like, Baron Von Bad Blood... His crony is like, I'm going to make it into a maze. And they're like, oh, no. And, like, instead of it, like, them getting lost, they're literally continuing on in their, their, like, sled that they're using to run. And then one of the dragons shoots light out of its eye. uh, Sorry, out of its nose. And then it's, oh, there's the entrance. And they just go straight there. They don't even, like, slow down. And it's really weird because, like, it's one of those where the dragons are these, like, super simple like really crappily drawn dragons, and then they're like the people in it are really detailed, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like they should all be silly cartoony. So Why are they- it's all animated then? The whole thing's animated. Yes, it's all oh. animated. <laughs> wow. So this must have been you said VHS, right? And you were looking to. So it must be like early 90s i don't know I didn't it know says 1990 on uh the box but i couldn't find anything else about it online <laughs> oh that sounds incredible maybe that we can do amazing. the the first ever like big drunk list watch and we can we can watch it and Ooh. post it as we just make fun of the fucking the fucking movie oh that would be so fun that is amazing i have to check this out i might actually save it for that i want to see it for the first time when we get to record the live reaction i hell yeah that's amazing <laughs> great start all right well then why don't we uh take a drink and move on to your number nine the santa claus 1994 i was giving you a second to see if this one was on your it's list it's not oh good um just the first one. So there were three movies. This is, of course, uh, starring Tim Allen. Um, and there were actually three movies in this series. And the second one was okay. The first one was great. The second one was okay. The third one was absolute shit. That would make it onto one of my list of worst Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the original Santa Claus, 1994, starring Tim Allen. Basically, the premise of this is uh, um, Santa Claus is on... Um, the roof delivering presents. Tim Allen's character and his son come out, see this guy, startle him. He falls off the roof and dies. He kills Santa. Um, and turns out when you kill Santa and you put on his coat, um, there's this little legal stipulation known as the Santa Claus. Get it? Contract clause. Oh, that you now are responsible 
for assuming the duties of being Santa Claus. So when he puts on the coat and he uh, is subject to the Santa Claus, um, he then delivers the rest of the presents that night, wakes up in his bed the next morning, thinks the whole thing's a dream. But then through the year, um, he slowly starts to change. He starts putting on some weight. He starts growing a beard in a hilarious scene where he's like trying to shave the beard and it grows back immediately. Like he can't shave it yeah. off. Um, his family thinks he's gone crazy because he thinks he's Santa Claus. You know, he's starting to go. Um, and it's just, it, it's just a fun, um, there's some good comedy, classic Tim Allen. I mean, Tim Allen had a very specific type of humor in the stuff he was in well before what we're seeing now with what's that TV show that he has now. Uh, Last Man Standing. Yeah, Last Man Standing. Pretty decent show. Um, but he had a very okay. specific type of humor right before. And this was definitely standard Tim Allen humor. It was just a fun family one. Um, this is one I even watched it again last year. Netflix brought all three on to Netflix this time a year last year. And I watched them all. And that's how I remember that three was shit. Um, but no, this is this is a fun one. This is one that I, I will watch if I think about it every single year because I think it's got a good level of nostalgia for me. And I think we'll see that with a lot of these on my list, right? Is they're, they're older movies. Um, there are some newish ones on my list too, but they're older. So like I watched them as a kid and I think that that sticks with you like as a Christmas memory. So this is one that definitely falls into that bucket too. Yeah, there's not too many Christmas or holiday films that are really made. There are some good ones out there, and they kind of become classic staples, and the rest of them suck. There's very yeah. few where you're like, you know, it was a good film. I enjoyed it. But it's like, yeah, these are the ones I'm going to watch during the holiday. I'm going to watch them every year, or I'm never going to fucking watch them ever again. That's pretty I, much it. Yeah. I think the newest, most recent movie on my list is going to be 2003. Like, anything since then, I've not I have, been a big I have fan one of. since then. And so I won't, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's not. Here's another Tim Allen Christmas movie, Christmas with the Cranks. That one's not on your list, I'm sure. That movie was it's, shit. It's one through five. <laughs> but that one, I mean, there's just, there's been some, like, they try, right? People try to make Christmas movies, but when you already have such great classics, like the rest of the one that we're about to move on to on our list, it's really hard to beat them. Right. Yeah. And it's also really hard to pull in that nostalgia factor that plays so well with these holiday movies because you got to watch it as a kid or maybe with your kids, you know, if, if you're an older generation. Um, and, and now these new things that are coming out. Well, if you're that generation, you know, maybe you're watching them with your grandkids, but some of them are shit. You're not a kid anymore if you're our generation, right, when they're coming out. So you lose some of that. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a certain little bit of holiday magic that comes into it that I just don't see it anymore. I haven't liked the Christmas movies that have come out in the last 10 years or so. That's because they're all kid ones. Like yeah, they, they had are. that uh, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, which is the oh, highest yeah. grossing Christmas film of all time. Ugh. And it just it's really like sad just how shitty some of these these are because it's just – I guess when you get a little older, you get a little bit more cynical about the holidays. And, so and I also don't have any kids, right? So maybe it would be different if I had kids and they were excited about watching some of these. Maybe that would be a different kind of spark for me. But I don't and I'm not. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I did see part of the, uh, the, the newest Grinch movie with my nephews. For whatever reason, like – the Minion movie and the Despicable Me's, like, all of them made by that one, like, it's, like, shitty Pixar. <laughs> is it, I don't, is DreamWorks? it DreamWorks? Universal? Uh, yeah, I It think might it's be, or, or it's, it's like, something else, like, Illumination. Yeah, it's something else, but they're, it's some weird-ass one. 
Shitty uh, Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> but they get enamored with it. So, like, I'll sit down and, and, like, watch it with them. And they'll, like, actually be quiet and just focus on it. Even though they're, like, barely able to comprehend anything. The the bright colors get something. It was, like, halfway decent. I mean, obviously, you have the voice acting of mm-hmm. Smog. Can't think of his name. Uh, Bender Dom Cumberdut. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. <laughs> One of my favorite things is like he's got to be the only actor who played Sherlock Holmes to have a dumber name than Sherlock Holmes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Anyway. Anyway, what about you, man? What's your number nine from two thousand three? Bad Santa. Ah, oh, that's also on my list. Let's take a drink. It's a couple Ooh. down, so we'll save it for then. We'll save it for that. Ooh, which means we're going to take another drink because we're moving into my number eight. Ooh, this is fun. Ooh, ooh, ooh. From 1974, The Year Without Santa Claus. I've never even heard of this one. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so this was actually based on a book from 1956 of, of the same name. And this is one of those Christmas movies. I'll have another one on my list in the style, that stop animation style, which makes sense being kind of animated in 74. Um, it's like stop animation or stop motion animation. Um, basically, the story is Santa Claus wakes up and he's got a cold shortly before Christmas. He goes to the doctor um, and the doctor thinks that... Um, Nobody cares about Santa Claus anymore, um, so he needs to make some changes to his routine. Santa decides, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a cancel Christmas. I'm not making fucking presents for these kids. They don't give a shit. They're making me sick. Mrs. Claus is like, oh, no, Santa, don't do that. The kids need you. They love you. And he's like, nah, brah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so Mrs. Claus enlists two elves, Jingle and Jangle, uh, to go out into the world and find proof that they still love Santa and that people still believe in Santa. Um, so Jingle and Jangle go out. Um, they snag up Vixen, one of the reindeer. Um, and they're basically on a mission to prove that people still believe in Santa and still need his Christmas cheer because that will heal him and prepare him for Christmas. Now, this is one of those movies. I know that's also already a riveting storyline. I mean, <laughs> you're probably super into it now. Um, there's some songs in this. So there's there's a phenomenal soundtrack in this. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, Santa Claus is voiced by Mickey Rooney. So that's that's something. Um, <laughs> but there's oh, also like, you know what? I do know this one now. Oh, good. Okay. I didn't know it was cool. called The Year Without Santa. I haven't seen it, but I've seen enough parts of it. Because okay. when you talked about their song, obviously there's the famous one, One Foot in Front of the Other. Yep. That's, that's a great one. Actually, that might be from a... No, anyway, I won't talk about. Oh, this maybe not. Okay, another one later on my list. But there is a great soundtrack, and there's one. So there's like two competing bad guys, um, Heat Miser and Snow Miser, and they have their own songs all about the way they prefer to run their world. It's like one likes things really hot, and he has a song about how he always likes it to be hot, and it's a nice, like, sweet, badass song. And then the Snow Miser likes everything to be cold, and it's catchy, man. These songs get stuck in my head. If you heard them, they'd get stuck in your head, too. I'll just sing them. It'll be the middle of July, and I'll be like, I'm Mr. Snow Miser. Like, why the fuck am I singing a snow song, like, from this Christmas movie? Like, the soundtrack <laughs> is catchy. Uh, the movie's good, and this is another nostalgia factor. There was... I think it was 
ABC Family at the time, which I think is called Freeform now. Um, they did like the 30 Days of Christmas. Where it's they um, Rankin Bass. That's who, who made them. Or Rankin Bass. I don't know. Oh, I don't. I guess, no, what I mean is they would air on ABC Family at the time, which is now Freeform. They did 30 Days of Christmas, and they would do all these classic Christmas movies and shows uh. up until Christmas Day. And this was one that I always made sure to watch. So um, you'll have to watch it if you haven't. Um, if you're familiar with it, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it more. The soundtrack's great. The story's pretty unique, I guess. Um, but it's just, it's a great one. And what they were able to do with the stop motion animation was super, super cool. Cause you didn't have a whole lot of options in the seventies for real animation. So uh, huge, great, great Christmas movie. I actually don't have any of those Rankin Bass or whatever ones. Cause they did a bunch of those uh, stop motion. I'm not going to go too far into it just in case you have more on your list, but they had some really good ones, some really popular yeah. ones. So watch it. So you haven't seen it. You watch it. And I will watch your weird dragon one <laughs> and we'll watch them both. We'll just, we'll, we'll binge them. We'll do a marathon of fucking Christmas movies that we both haven't seen. This just reminded me of one of the weirdest fucking movies I ever saw. It was called the snowman. And it was just a kid who went out and made a snowman and it was silent. It's from 1982. I've never even heard of this. Yeah. I, like I said, we got some weird ass fucking VHS yeah, when I was a kid. I, yeah. <laughs> No, no, just going on the snowman. Do you remember the Campbell's commercial when we were growing up and it was a snowman walked into a house? Yeah, and then, and like it's about eating soup and like he's melting and shit. And then it was a kid. And, and then the... it was a child. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh 90s were a fucking weird time, dude. Oh my God, I forgot about that commercial until just now, but now I remember it so vividly. Like now I remember that entire commercial just fucking flew back into my mind. Oh my god, what a weird commercial. The 90s were a weird fucking time. Oh my gosh. We we're going to have to put that on to our uh, <laughs> to our fucking our page. 90s commercials. Oh yeah, or even just 90s commercials in general cuz there were so many great ones. Well, the weirdest commercials probably would all be from the fucking They're all 90s. from the 90s. <laughs> god. Oh shit, man. What's your number 8? Krampus. I haven't seen it yet. This oh, is a newer. Good. This is your newest one, probably on your list. Yes, right? it is. The uh, it's from 2015. It's the newest one by 12 years. Basically, what it's about is in German folklore, Santa has a demon who's his helper, who is called Krampus, who's like meant to punish the naughty people. Grabs kids in their sack and I think like eats them or some shit like that. It's German folklore. It's always dark. But interestingly enough is Krampus has actually gotten more popular throughout the years. Obviously with that, it got a really big boost for uh, from the league when mm. they had Krampus in that. Well, anyway, so this movie's about American Dad. They did they did an episode about it, too. That was really funny. Yeah. So so Krampus is getting more well known because it's really kind of fucking weird on this happy, cheerful day. It's like, oh, yeah, Santa has a demon helper who kidnaps children. Right. <laughs> Better than Cole. Uh, well, anyway, so Krampus is about the monster attacking people, and is and I think he has like evil toys and stuff that helps. It's really good, but it's a dark comedy. Um, but director Michael Doherty said he always wanted to do a scary Christmas movie, but he didn't know what it was going to be about until he got an e card, 
that had the Krampus on it, and he said that it was love at first sight, even though That's it took amazing. many more years. Yeah, <laughs> many more years for them to actually make it. But it's a really well-acted movie. I mean, the reviews aren't the highest, but very few holiday films ever really are. But it's a really good movie, and I really uh, I really like it. Like, it's, it's a nice change of pace from all of the other holiday films, which for the most part are just like they're so cheerful and upbeat and it's great but it's like okay a month of those like give me a little give me a little bit of something else i like that yeah i like that's a nice change i'm gonna have to watch this one so i see it's on netflix because i've seen it show up on netflix but i haven't watched it yet i but at your recommendation i'll at least check it out i don't know if you're you're ready for it i yeah probably not all right, let's take a drink and move on here, number seven. <laughs> Wonderful. And this one we'll get to tag team because mine is Bad Santa from 2003. What? Nice. Oh, I will give a little bit of background on it. And then if you want to come in and share some more with it, since I know it was also on your list. Um, so Bad Santa from 2003 um, is kind of a, I think it was described when I looked it up as a black Christmas comedy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Comedy is a good word for it. Uh, starring Billy Bob Thornton um, and also had some Tony Cox is in it. Bernie Mac had some other good actors show up, too. But basically, Billy Bob Thornton plays a character who is a thief. And every year he pretends to dress up like as a mall Santa so he can hang out in the mall at night um, and then rob the stores blind in the mall after everything yeah. gets shut down. He kind of hangs out in there. Um, <laughs> th- there's this little dumb fat kid um, who believes he's the real Santa um, <laughs> and kind of follows him around thinking he's the real Santa. He kind of carves saves him, him a from... pickle out of wood. It's just right. a... <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stupid fucking scene, but cracks me up. <laughs> and, and there, there's, there's a lot of that, but um, you know, he kind of gets a little soft spot for this kid. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, why don't you share some more? Cause I know you have it on your list too, and I don't want to go too far. Oh gosh. Um, all I really had was, like a few little tidbits like it was actually John Ritter who was in it and that was his last live action performance before he died he had two oh, wow. voice voice roles uh he died September 11th 2003 and that was uh his last live action wow. um but they actually made a sequel with Kathy Bates that took place in Chicago as well it's you know it's one of those Was Billy Bob Thornton in the sequel as well? Yeah. No, oh, it was okay. it was a full on fleshed out sequel but I, I don't mean, know if I've seen it. Yeah. I mean, the first uh, one just kind of classic. It kind of like adds itself yeah. to, like I said, with the Krampus as a nice change of pace. It was a change of pace. That's why I like this one. And actually, I've got a fun fact about it, too. Um, here's some fun trivia. The role um, played by Billy Bob Thornton, Bill Murray, Jack Nicholson, and Robert De Niro were all considered for the role before it was ultimately given to Billy Bob Thornton. Um, imagine how different this movie would be with any of those in there. Like they're right? all great yeah. phenomenal actors, but just imagine how different it would be. Oh, I would, I would, I would like to, uh, to see those. Like, cause it would be totally yeah. different. Jack Nicholson, I think would do the exact same. He would just have his voice with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it would be different for sure. Bill Murray did that other, Christmas movie Scrooged, which was shit. 
Yeah, that um, was not going to be on either of our lists. No, absolutely not, which is why I do not feel bad bringing it up right here because I know it's not going to make it on your list. Um, Robert De Niro, Jack Nicholson, I don't think either of them have done Christmas movies. Um, but I don't know that this would be a good fit for them. I think they made the right decision with Billy Bob Thornton for sure. I agree. I agree. Should we move on to my number seven? Yeah, let's. We can tag team this one also because it's Home Alone from 1990. Home Alone. Wonderful. So the great thing about Home Alone is everyone should know it. It's essentially about a kid uh, in a Chicago suburb, and he is left (laughs) all by himself home alone. (laughs) His family are a bunch of just idiots, and uh, they leave O'Hare. Forget their fucking kid. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the kid gets kidnapped within 30 seconds. He's like... (laughs) He's, he's murdered, and then the rest of the film's about them trying to find uh, the body. But the body's in the basement. <laughs> that is not at all what it's about. <laughs> no. Not at so, all. So it's about a kid who goes around, and he uh, essentially runs free of the house. And then these burglars try to break in, and he basically sets up like Looney Tunes-esque traps and manages to defeat the burglars without managing to kill them, even though some of these things would greatly kill them um but it basically came about when john hughes uh went i <laughs> was going on vacation and he went out over a list of all the things he didn't want to forget and he's like well i better not forget my kids and then thought what if i left my 10 year old son at home is what that a real do? story yeah that's hilarious <laughs> right yeah and also it was the highest grossing live action comedy ever until uh the hangover part two beat it wow right that's a huge deal and i, I could see why because i feel like it's still people are watching it every year i mean it it's no stacked. but in theaters oh fuck okay wow. 476.7 million which is weird I, wow. I don't know why live action comedies don't make more yeah, well, and even, like, the first Hangover didn't beat it, which is surprising to me. Like, I would think the first Hangover would have done better than the second one, but... Um, yeah. No, I mean, right. it was also stacked. It had... Macaulay Culkin was the kid. Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern were the bad guys who were trying to break in. Um, like you said, John Hughes did it, which makes sense. Now it's in a Chicago suburb. Like, that's kind yeah. of his style. And it wasn't typical John Hughes style, but this is absolutely a Christmas classic. The second one... Also pretty good. Basically the same story, but it's in New York instead of Chicago. Um, basically the <laughs> well, same story. Well, hold on. Don't same. go uh, too much into the second one. Okay, I won't. But here's what I will say. The third one was trash. Then they had like a fourth and a fifth. Oh, my God. Did they really? Like the third one, they even swapped out the kid because Macaulay Culkin was too old to be the kid anymore. By the time they did the third one, I didn't know yeah. they did more than that. But no, this is a great one. This was the one on my list that was borderline like, it's not really a Christmas movie. It takes place around Christmas time, you know, but it may not necessarily be a Christmas-ish movie. But I love this movie so much that I was able to uh, ignore that and move right on with it. (laughs) All right. uh, Why don't we take a drink and move on to year number six? Ooh, I would be surprised if this one's not on your list. A Charlie Brown Christmas from 1965. Nope. 
Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so actually, so you're familiar with Charlie Brown and the, um, the I mean, Peanuts I've seen this, of course, comic strip. Yeah. By Charles M. Schultz. Um, this was actually the first TV special of many based on the comic strip. Um, and, and the story kind of goes that Charlie Brown is the main character of this whole series. He's kind of depressed. He's having, uh, he's not having a good time, even though it's Christmas time. He's like a millennial back in like the fucking day. Like he already right. had his midlife crisis at fucking 10. <laughs> he's like nine. And like, he's just like not having it. Like he's over it. He but, literally uh, goes to a psychiatrist. He does. There's a little yeah. girl charges 10 Lucy. cents. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a bitch and like. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> and so she suggests maybe he should direct the neighborhood Christmas play um, to try to get up his Christmas spirit. But uh, <laughs> he gets mocked for it. Like, it doesn't even go well. Like, nobody's interested yeah. at it all. Um, <laughs> but then another character tells Charlie Brown about the true meaning of Christmas. And he cheers up. And then the whole team unites to celebrate the Christmas season. Anyway, the story's not that great. Um, it's kind yeah. of depressing for Charlie Brown, actually, who just gets fucked at every opportunity. I mean, you've seen the the many scenes where, like, he's trying to kick the football and the bitch pulls it out from underneath. That's uh, the Great Pumpkin. Ball. I don't think he does that in the Christmas. No, he does not in the Christmas one. But, like, that that's common throughout the comic yeah. strip, too. His but. parents beat him. His dad's an alcoholic. <laughs> His fucking life sucks. No wonder he's sad at Christmas. His dog gets hit by a car early on. It's a really fucking thing. And thinks that he can fly around on his doghouse. You can't, bro. You can't. And anyway. of course Snoopy took his name from the famous rapper and you're like, Really? I don't care if you're you're like earlier. That doesn't count. Anyway, so since it first aired in 1965, it's been on TV every single year. So from 65 to 2000, it aired with CBS. 2001 to 2019, ABC picked it up and they've aired it every year. This year, Apple TV Plus acquired the rights to all of the Peanuts movie or you know TV special shows. Um, and they were not going to put it on TV. So they originally, um, part of their deal was that they had to make it available for free for a window of time to people, even if they were not Apple TV plus subscribers. So what they were going to do, and they're still going to do is December 11th through 13th. It'll be free on the platform. So when this episode airs, it'll be December 12th. So go watch this if you want to for free on Apple TV. Um, but after tons of criticism from people, they actually signed a deal with PBS to show it on PBS this year as well. Which so I love PBS. Do what? PBS is great. Yeah, it is amazing. And PBS is actually going to air it with no commercials at all as part of kind of their affiliate agreement. So um, this was going to be a record year in a bad way where this was going to be the first year since 65 that Charlie Brown Christmas was not going to make it onto TV. Um, but luckily, enough people bitched about it that uh, we are going to be able to see it. So we'll see what that looks like next year as well since Apple TV yeah. owns those rights. But um, very excited to watch that one. And you can still watch it on Apple TV, like I said, the 11th through the 13th. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just, this has probably been, I mean, at least in my home, it was a Christmas sta time staple. Yeah, it um, was. It has been for many families, even older than you and I, Greg, I'm sure. Like when our parents were kids, they may even have watched this, you know, as a Christmas staple. First of all, I just want to say, fuck Apple. Like I, I really hate the company. Like I, I do not want to like support them at all. And they were clearly doing this to muscle more people into their fucking thing. Exactly. That's 100% what it was. And what a shitty thing to do that yeah. with. And yeah. um, so I, fuck, fuck Apple. I don't have any Apple products. And I'm very happy of that. Um, 
but yeah, this was actually a bit of a staple. Uh, it does get very preachy at the end. Like, not like, hey, we need to come together. Like, where it's like, oh, no, this is the real reason. And then it goes into this very preachy, like, religious-based um, talking. So it, it is, I mean, it was 1965. Like, it's one year removed from freaking civil rights. Yeah, so it's it's a completely backwards time. But, yeah, it's it's one of those where it's like, this is all about Jesus. Like, don't you, like, it's nothing to do with presence or anything like that. How dare you? Um, capitalism hasn't hadn't fully kicked in yet, but right, which is so funny because I don't think now that you bring that up, none of the other movies on my list even touch on that subject. Yeah. I think at all, yeah. But it was ironically, it was sponsored by the Coca Cola Company. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, it was a very very classic film. The music's great, but really, it's. It's mad at me. It's just one of those that it's a staple because it's a staple similar to how you read classics in school. And the only reason they're classics is because people say they're classics, but no one really fucking enjoys them. Like, I'm sure people enjoy the Charlie Brown, um, but it's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of books. I'm like, wow, these really suck. Well, it's a classic. Well, people back then must not have had good tastes. (laughs) Yeah, there are some like Hamlet. No, no offense, Hamlet. I don't give a fuck. You know, like uh, except for yeah. the one uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Claudius, <laughs> you killed my father. <laughs> Big mistake. I fucking love that one. The it's from the Last Action Hero. Google uh, Schwarzenegger Hamlet scene, which was actually kind of fun because we can actually go back to uh, Lost World. There was. Uh, blockbuster that a T-Rex kind of goes near and you can see inside it's like fake films and one was Arnold Schwarzenegger's King Lear and then later he was actually like jokingly in a Shakespeare film Google it! Google the last action hero Hamlet. It is one of the greatest like minute and a half of of movie history ever. It's so amazing. It's one of the greatest. Oh my god. This podcast is so amazing because we started talking about Charlie Brown and just watching what it turned into. I fucking <laughs> love this podcast. <laughs> oh, it's a great one. Oh, man. All right. What's, <laughs> what's your number six, man? My number six, Home Alone 2. Okay. Right there, two. Oh, yeah. Now, it might be a little blasphemous to say two is better, um, but it had Trump in it, so obviously that bumps it up. No. <laughs> What other Christmas movie had the President of the United States? <laughs> I, did, I did see things. It was like uh, Donald Trump becomes the first ever Home Alone cast member to be voted out of White House. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, the, the reason I like number two better was because number one spends uh, quite a bit of time on him just – figuring out what to do when he's by himself and it's like shopping and things like that it just doesn't hit as well versus home alone 2 he's like immediately in new york and he just starts spending money and it has that amazing shower scene that's just fucking hilarious where he plays the angels with filthy souls or filthier souls because it's the sequel tim curry's in it he's great and everything he's he's in uh rob schneider was in it 
But basically, this one's about him now getting left alone at uh, some ritzy hotel. Basically, he took the wrong flight. And this was back in the day, pre-9-11, where you could literally walk up to the gate. It wasn't until you handed the ticket and, you know... He runs on the flight, runs into the guy, and his ticket gets dropped. And they're, he's like, oh, I, I saw my dad up there because he saw a guy with the same coat. And they're just like, ah, fuck it. It's just a kid. So they let him on. Uh, but then he you know, he goes through Central Park. He goes to these massive toy stores. It was really, really good. But it felt much more grandeur, and he does a lot more stuff. And that was really cool. But he still managed to have the whole heist scene because the two robbers, the wet bandits... They come back in this one, and they remember him, and they're going to kill him. And it was uh, actually a little dark, but it was a really, like, really funny one. And I, I liked just kind of it had more substance to it. The first one is more about him actually being home alone, so it's truer to the name. But the second one is more about, like, wow, this is, like, what would a kid do with essentially unlimited money? Because he, he had his dad's, like, credit card. Like, unlimited money. In New York. And so that's what made it kind of fun. Yeah, I liked it too. I this is I think we even talked about this on our sequels list. Like this was like one of the best sequels, right, to a show. And was yeah. it on your list or mine? Because you had the rule that the sequel had to be better than the original. I don't think episode. I had it on my list. I can look it up right now because Yeah, I think then maybe I did, and I did not have that rule because I don't think it was better than the original, but it was very, very good. Um, the only reason I think that it didn't make it onto my list is because Home Alone made it onto my list. So um, phenomenal. Um, you're right. It's all it's a different style. This this yeah. movie compared to the first one, and I think that was really cool. It went very downhill after this one, though. Um, yeah. By well, the third one was trash. I didn't even know there was a four and five. Um, but yeah. no, I totally respect this choice. Great choice. Yeah. Let's take a drink and move on to your number cinco. Oh, all right. Another great classic from 1964, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Another Rankin-Bass? Rankin-Bass? I don't know how to... Yes. Um, And I will say, granted, this is not technically a movie, just like uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus. This is... It was a TV special, right? It was a TV special, but I counted You have a lot of these. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, because let's be fair. 50% 50% of this podcast is mine, so fuck off. Like, I'll do what I want. Only 49. Um, I have uh, yeah. 51. I own the, the, the majority. <laughs> I did allow Greg to take the controlling stock because he bought me Taco Bell one day, and I was hammered, and I was like, you know what, man? Wasn't worth it. I could have had twice as much Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> worth every fucking penny, though, at the time. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, not a movie, but it doesn't matter. It counts. And actually, um, like Charlie Brown, which I just talked about, this is one that's aired every single year uh, since its initial release in 1964. 64. One year before Charlie Brown, which makes it the longest continuously running Christmas TV special of all time. By one year. So that's pretty cool. That is. Um, That really is. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so this is also in stop motion animation style, just like uh, uh, the year without a Santa Claus. And it basically tells if you know the if you've not seen the movie, go watch it. Of course, it's, it's phenomenal. You'll see it. It'll be on TV, I'm sure this year. Um, but it tells the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, just like the song. You know, everything you hear in the song kind of happens. He gets made fun of at the reindeer games. 
Um, you know, he lights up the sky and, and brings Santa when he can't see through the fog with his bright red nose. But they also bring in some other stuff. Um, he befriends an elf who left Santa's workshop because he was not good at making toys. Um, they visit the uh, island of misfit toys, toys that don't make the cut <laughs> to actually be delivered to kids. Um, they they have a, an encounter with the abominable snowman. Um, it's just, it's really fun. This one was really fun. Um, another staple in my home watching this one. Um, the music's good. You got the singing uh, narrator uh, snowman at the beginning, who also makes a guest appearance in Elf, that newer movie. Um, but I won't go into that. But it's just this this is one that uh, definitely brings back feelings of nostalgia for me. And it's also really cool that this is the number one continuously uh, longest running TV special for Christmas shows. Yeah, that is um, actually like a fun little fact that you can pull out and uh, just crush people with. Where you're just like, hey. It's such a specific trivia question. <laughs> yeah. though, like, uh, uh, which show or which TV special is the number one continue? I guess you could be confused between this and maybe Charlie Brown. Like, if you don't yeah. know that this one technically aired one year before. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a very sweet story because it basically says that it's okay to be um, – chastised and kicked out from the general population <laughs> for being different however if you actually prove to be useful to uh, those in charge they have no issue exploiting you uh, at that point and they will exploit you for one day only and then you will be forgotten about for the entire year no because we'll be singing that song in uh, fifth grade christmas choirs every year since then Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, have a very shiny nose, like a light bulb. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all those ones. <laughs> and it, or, yeah, yeah, it's like, I don't remember where you'd, like, say different things, like, you, you'd shout between them. Maybe it was, uh, you would even say it glows, like a light bulb or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you used to laugh and call him names like Pinocchio. Like, what? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like, his yeah. nose lights up. <laughs> well, it's because he, uh, the nose is a... An obvious characteristic. Yeah, I know, I guess, but I don't, yeah. Anyway, what I liked about it had nothing to do with the fact that he uh, was being used for his one ability, but I think it's kind of cool even now. Um, it was nostalgic, that's great, but I think it's also cool. This was like 52 minutes long, I think. I'd have to Google it to be sure, but um, stop animation is not easy to do because you have to do it like a movement by movement. Right. So yeah. how much time went into this to make an hour long TV special? This ten, and the other one days. I was talking about, it was a shit ton of time to do yeah. that. I think my favorite Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer bit was from family guy, early family guy back when it was like, great, great. <laughs> we found out why your nose glows. Is it? Magical pixie dust? No, it's a tumor. Is it a happy tumor? No, it's a malignant one. Like a magical special. You're going to die. (laughs) Poor Rudolph. (laughs) Family Guy has changed a lot. They used to not give a fuck about the content on Family Uh, Guy, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was so good back then. And that was was one of the original seasons. Like the original three before it got canceled and came back and went downhill. But yeah, oh, those first three seasons, every now and then I'll rewatch it. And I'm like, gosh, it was so fucking good. <laughs> I was... How about you, man? What's your number five? From 2003, 
Elf. Elf is on my list. It's a little lower down, so we'll save it. Yay. That's so funny because I just was saying, and I knew it was on my list, which is why I didn't want to go into it, but the same snowman from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer makes a guest appearance in Elf, which is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, so let's take a drink and move on to number four. Okay. Number four. 1966, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The original, n- not this new remake you were talking about earlier. And not the Jim Carrey one either. And not the Jim Carrey one. Okay, let me say this, though. The Jim Carrey one was not bad. Not bad. Um, I was like, yeah. I, I was taking early of it. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Like, it wasn't it wasn't trash. But, no, the original animated version from 1966, of course, based on the Dr. Seuss book. Um, the story, if you don't know the story of the Grinch, um, <laughs> I don't where you been but i'll tell you anyway um so the grinch is basically like this uh, furry green monster thing um who's like just a a cynical asshole um and he lives nearby whoville which is this village of small little human-like creatures called who's um and he's just so bitter at the fact that they're having a wonderful time getting ready to celebrate christmas like when they're singing decorating the trees and he's fucking pissed so his plan is like i'm gonna destroy these motherfuckers christmas they i ain't having this so he dresses himself up as Santa Claus. He dresses his dog up like a reindeer. And he sneaks into the into this little village. And he's like stealing their presents. And even like literally their Christmas trees from their homes. Yeah. Like pulling them up through the fucking chimney and shit. Um, <laughs> he just, he he's just wants to make other people miserable because he's miserable. Um, until later on, you know, it gets happy and he learns the true meaning of Christmas. Whatever. I like the part where he's being a dick. I especially like the part with that song that plays in the scene where he's like going in the house stealing shit. Like you're the, a mean one. Yeah. Mr. Grinch. Your heart's full of cholesterol. <laughs> I don't your know. heart probably can't take it. You will die when you are young, Mr. Grinch. Those are not quite the words, but they are funny <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> and it is a really cool voice like that, but it's like just describing, like I did write down some of the lyrics. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. And you've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. And the whole song's like that. It was written for this and it's very funny. You know, just like he's just this piece of shit. But uh, I don't know. It was remade, like we said. Jim Carrey's version was okay. I haven't watched the new one, so I, I don't have an opinion on it. Mm. Um, I actually actually was actively protesting it because I thought it was going to be a bad remake. Yeah. But I, I don't. It could be good. I just I don't know that I will watch it because I loved the original so so much. Yeah. So uh, actually, there's a really good cover of it by the band Red Wanting Blue, which they had one of my top five favorite covers. Yeah, we just talked about them last week. And they only have a few actual covers. Most of their shit's original, but they did have one, and it was a bit more rocky. But the lead singer's got a bit of a raspy voice to it. So it's really, really well done. And obviously, it's hard to touch the original, uh, which I did actually. I, I, I sang it in that voice one time. There was karaoke on a holiday bus that we were going around. And it, you'd drink on it, and then you'd uh, drop us off at the Chris Kindle Market. We'd go drink there, and then it took us to the zoo, and then we'd 
sneak beers into the zoo, the the free zoo, uh, the Lincoln Park Zoo, and then uh, it would just drive us around. It was it was a great time, but I did it, and everyone's like, "What the hell?" Because <laughs> I was singing in the voice, and people were like cheering, and they're they like, "Oh, can we put this on our site?" Because they they filmed it. I'm like, "Okay, go for it," but yeah, it was uh, a a great song, and uh, the cover is really good. I might have to check that out. Red wanting blue. I think it's just called "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch" or some shit like that. Very nice. Hell yeah. But yeah, this was a great, great movie. I still love it. I think it still holds up, and it's still a very fun one. I agree. I agree. All right, man. So what's your, what are we on? Your number four. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, also on my list. A little later down, so let's take a drink and we'll get to that. All right, so why don't I just give over the rules then for what we're going to do then? Oh, wow, because we're about to get into our top three, so please do. So instead of drinking between each one of our numbers, we are now going to drink between each one of our items, our, our, our films. So Ryan will say a pick, drink. I'll say my pick, drink, and we'll go back and oh. forth until we're at the top one. So we're going to be drinking a little bit more. Um, but if you're like us, you can drink along the entire time and we won't judge you. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to give you any shit for that. Actually, uh, all born last week tried to do that and, uh, they weren't prepared. So by the end of it, they were drinking water, <laughs> <When they're worth laughs> it. but we won't judge you for that. We won't complain if, uh, if you drink too much and you got to pause and come back later, that's totally cool. Um, but at the very least you have no choice, but to drink when you're supposed to, you don't break the rules around here. It's the law. All right, let's all take a drink and move on to Ryan's number three. We're in our top three. So here we are in our top three. Let's take a drink and move into it. My number three, A Christmas Story, 1983. Ooh, that's actually lower on my list. Is it really? Oh, okay. Wow. We're going to get fucked up in these last three. Because I'm pretty sure now they are all duplicates. So yeah. <laughs> let's take a big drink. Um, I guess we'll go straight to your three. It's like two drinks now. Just open another beer, people. Because you're going to need it. <laughs> Greg, what's your number three, man? Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm, not on my list. So we're good for a second. So obviously Christmas Carol is one of the most classic ones. As you have a, a, a great leader of capitalism. And the pathetic crony is like, get a fucking job. Uh, one of my favorite lines, um, maybe they should, if they're going to die, maybe they should do it and decrease the surplus population. And I got to say, I use that all the time. <laughs> Greg feels that shit in his soul. He's like, that is I'm like, it. Like, I like, I say it when I watch those, those Laura McLaughlin commercials. I'm like, if those dogs are going to die, just kidding. <laughs> I love dogs. I do fucking hate that commercial. I mean, it's just oh, like terrible. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, just show abused animals. Like fuck you. Like I just put, I'm just trying to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. You don't have to fucking bring that up to me. Oh yeah, oh, no. let you know animals get abused. Don't really want to think about that right now. For less than the cost of a cup of coffee every day, you can stop being a miserable human fucking being. Who always turns off these commercials, you little fuck. I know, you always feel like a little bad, but you're also like, well, I'm not going to buy every product. <laughs> right. And I, oh man, I've never donated now, but 
Um, I have I've, to, I turned the commercials funds off. Actually, them. I haven't had commercials in years. Yeah. Because I cut the cable years ago. But it's like I changed the channel at that point. You know, like I can't watch it because it works. I feel guilty. Uh, and that's the tactic is to make you feel guilty. Uh, but no, I haven't donated. And now I feel like I should. Yeah, well, obviously, so Muppets Christmas Carol is like a, a classic oh, yeah, version of yeah, that's what we were yeah. talking about. <laughs> uh, starring Michael Caine as Scrooge. And, I mean, obviously, he's just a phenomenal actor. Uh, oh, most yeah. most well-known for uh, being in Jaws 4, Jaws Revenge. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think that's the one where he said the quote where he's like, I've never seen the film, but I've seen the house it bought. Something like that. <laughs> like he was in. It's a really, really, really bad fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but Muppets Christmas is great. Kermit the Frog is Bob Cratchit. Uh, Gonzo is like a narrator. Like he's like the Charles Dickens, and it's really, really, really well done. It's it's like a very funny, lighthearted. The songs are great. Like it's Marley and Marley. Whoa! Like it's, and that's that's the uh, the. Waldorf and Statler, the old guys who make fun of everything. Oh, yeah. They're the Marley brothers. <laughs> instead yeah, of just right, right. Bob Marley. It's it's or not Bob Marley. <laughs> but instead, of, instead of like the associate. But the the songs are really good and it's it's just it removes a lot of the kind of the darker stuff. Like it has some of it in there. But some of the the other Christmas carols are really dark and really creepy. On this one, like, it tones it down, and the acting's great, the music's great, it really holds up, and this is one of my favorite ones to, like, watch during the holiday season. And I think it's on Disney Plus right now, I might have to check this out uh, over this next week. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Oh, you have to. It is a staple for for holiday films. I, you know, and as I, so after I finished my list, I... I always like to validate my list against other people's lists. Like, I'll just Google best Christmas movies. Yeah. Muppet's Christmas Carol showed up, like, in the top five of, like, five different lists. So, uh, I believe you. Uh, I, I don't take your word for anything. But I trust other people if they have the same opinion as you. So, uh, I, I'm going to have to watch it. Was Jingle All the Way number one on all of them? Jingle All the Way did show up sometimes. I'm like, come on. Like, Jingle All the Way is is fun. But it's, nah. it's it's a fun film, and I, I would say I watch it. And so, I mean, I guess that would be an honorable mention. It's it's so bad, but it's one of those bad, it's good. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And Sinbad, the comedian. <laughs> and Phil Hart, it might have been one of his last roles before he got murdered. And he just goes around trying to get a Turbo Man, which is like, a shitty Iron Man mixed with a Power Ranger. Uh, just, <laughs> just the one line. There's a sick world we live in with sick people. It's a great, great, awful film. <laughs> oh, and Big Show was in that one too. I don't. Big Show was in it. Are you sure? I don't. He was the that. giant Santa who uh, beats up oh. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's one I have not seen in a while. Yeah, I'm a de- I- I'm gonna deck your halls, bub. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jim Belushi was in that. Oh my god, it's been so. He long was he I was the Santa it. running the 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 front the ring. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one. That is not top ten best Christmas movie by any time, but it is a good one. <laughs> it is a it's, good one. It deserves it's a some fun love. one because it's so dumb. Yeah. Like he literally gives beer to a reindeer like it's so dumb uh but yeah it's 
That'd be... It's basically as close to a B movie as you can get without making it a B without movie. actually being a B movie. <laughs> Turbo man. Yeah. Oh, also the kid was Anakin Skywalker. No, really? That kid did anything other than Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. That 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 kid was 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 Anakin Skywalker from Episode One. <laughs> Oh my god, I did I guess it looks just like him because I just Googled it. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> At least you know this is going to be the best Hollywood movie of every every time. You're going to watch the holiday and you're gonna be like, this is so good for the Christmas. And maybe it'll even convert some other people so they are now looking at Christmas, not Xmas. How many big time good will that be? <laughs> oh my god. We got to do worst Christmas movies or like uh, Christmas movies that wouldn't make our best list, but we still want to talk about them. Like that should be one we should put on here. Most unique Christmas movies. Yeah. Christmas movies that you should watch. But if you're only looking to watch 10, these are not the ones, <laughs> but you should watch them otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> these, these would not make your top 10, but it would make your, uh, 30 Days of Christmas or whatever exactly. it's called. Oh, 25 perfect. Days of Christmas, yeah. yes. exactly. All right, let's take a drink, move on to my number two. Okay, I can do that. Elf, 2003. I have that one on my list. I know you do because we talked about it's it It's higher up. It's number five. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to double team this one as well. And actually, I'm excited to say this is the first Christmas movie on this list I've watched so far this year. Um, so I haven't watched any other Christmas movies, but just last week, uh, the week before last week, I was visiting my mom um, for Thanksgiving, and I had stayed up there for a couple of weeks, and we watched Elf together, and it's always a great, great time. So of the ones on the list, I'll be watching all of these this year, but this is the first one I've watched so far. So I'll give a little background, and then, Greg, I'd love for you to come in, too. All right. Um so I'll just give a little background on the film, and then we could talk about it. So 2003, um, directed by John Favreau, who's phenomenal, yeah. um, starring Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel, uh, and James Caan uh, <laughs> <laughs> of Godfather fame. I know the Godfather series. Um, stories about Will Ferrell plays Buddy the Elf, who is a human that was basically raised by elves as an elf. Uh, but he was never really good at elf things, mostly because he's fucking huge because he's a human. Um, you know, he wasn't good at um, like making toys. He was too big for a lot of this stuff. Um, and he finds out that he is not an elf <laughs> and he was adopted. And so he goes to, I think it's New York, right? Is it New York that he goes yes. to? So he goes to New York to find his real through dad. Through the gumdrop forest and over the <laughs> Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> yes. Uh, through the tunnel, yeah. <laughs> the Lincoln Tunnel, yeah. The Lincoln Tunnel. Uh, but so he goes to New York to find his real dad, who Santa tells him, by the way, is on the naughty list. Um, and that's kind of how the movie opens up. Um, and it's just so great, Greg. Anything you can add. Oh, my gosh. So originally it was written in 1993 with the idea of having Jim Carrey star. And Wow, really? Yeah, the script was going to be a lot darker, but uh, John Favreau kind of got interested in it because it was Will Ferrell's first movie post SNL. So all the other ones were when he was in SNL. And so he was like, all right, I kind of want to do this one. And he actually tried to turn it a little bit more into a tribute to those Rankin-Bass films. So that's why there's the snowman in it. He wanted to have mm -hmm. a lot of that kind of feeling with it. Like the narwhal, bye, buddy. 
Hope you find your dad. Oh, I kid you not, by the way, I'm right now currently wearing my uh, elf Christmas pants. Ooh. Oh, say, oh, my God, Santa, I know him. <laughs> I had I had uh, some beer glasses with elf sayings on it, and then these became beer glasses because apparently someone didn't get the memo that it's, you know, the 21st century and the images melted off in the fucking... Oh, in the dishwasher. dishwasher. Like, yeah. everything should be dishwasher safe now, you fucking animals. Yeah, well, especially because I'm not I'm not washing anything by hand. So if you're not going to yeah. survive, fuck it, you're not going to survive. Yeah. Like, I'm not washing it by hand. But my favorite one was, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> <laughs> he reveals fake Santa in front of a bunch of kids. So, he, you know, he's excited because he, he gets a job. Uh, informally just stumbles into a job at a mall uh, working in like in a department store and he's decorating for Christmas because they think he's an elf that like already works there because he's dressed as one um, and the, he hears Santa's coming the next day and he gets so fucking excited like oh Santa's coming I know him oh my god because he thinks it's the real Santa because he's from the North Pole and then he sees this fake fake Santa because it's a mall Santa and like exposes him in front of all the fucking children because he doesn't know the concept of a fake Santa yeah. and they get to this fight in front of the kids and shit and the kids are screaming and crying and oh my god the whole movie's so good i don't you say jim carrey and it would have been a different movie like jim carrey's funny don't get me wrong he's hilarious he's actually the king of some of that kind of comedy but i don't know if anybody could have done this part like will ferrell did and been as convincing as he was yeah he was so role. naive in it and it was just so fucking great where Santa says, there's three Ray's pizzas, but only the one on 41st <laughs> Street is the real Ray's. I was like, oh, yeah, they all claim to be the first. Or he goes and sees and there's some shitty little coffee shop that says this world's best, best cup, cup of, of coffee. coffee. In New York. <laughs> and just runs on in. Congratulations! Congratulations! You did it! <laughs> and then takes takes Zoe Deschanel there, and he's like, "Try it." She's like, "Tastes like a shitty cup of coffee." Uh, uh-uh, uh, it's the world's best <laughs> cup of coffee, and buys James Caan some like dirty lingerie because it just he sees it. It says a, the perfect gift for the special someone. Right. So, <laughs> and he puts syrup on everything. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's one of the three food groups for the elves. Candy, candy corn, and syrup. syrup. (laughs) You like sugar, huh? Is there sugar and syrup? Yes. Then yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. I just, I don't know if I could see. Will Ferrell plays this so perfectly because you're right. The, the level of being naive, but he just, he's so convincing in this role. Like, I believed the character, which is just made it for me. And his Phenomenal mom in that Phenomenal. one is his mom in Step Brothers. Oh, shit, you're right. Yes, it is. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, hell yeah. Also a great movie, Step Brothers, by the way. I think it was my number one on my comedy films. If it wasn't, it was at least top three. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah, first one I've watched so far this year, um, and I'm happy it was. And I'll probably watch it again before the end of the season because this movie is so great. All right. Well, let's take a drink and move on to my number two now. Yeah. What do you got, man? Die Hard from 1988. Uh, uh, So first of all, if you don't think that Die Hard's a Christmas movie, you can go fuck yourself. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. disconnect now because I don't. I don't. And it brings them joy during the holidays. And if you are just like, well, that's not a Christmas movie, go fuck yourself. 
Plain and simple. If people are happy with calling it a holiday film, you don't need to shit on their parade. I feel that. I agree with that. I agree with that. If other people want to call it a Christmas movie, I'm not mad about that. I could see the argument for it, but I wouldn't put it on a Christmas yeah, movie. And that's fine that you don't, but some people get fucking, they're like, it is not. You're How right. dare you call it? I've heard people angry about it before. I'm like, why are you angry about that? That's a stupid thing to be angry about. And, and what's really interesting is today, while recording it, so December 5th, there was a Reddit thread where someone posted why it is a Christmas movie. And oh, it was a guy that's cool. who was having an argument with his son, and his son is adamant that it's not. And they were watching Lethal Weapon, which takes place during Christmas. And the son says, well, this isn't a Christmas movie because if you remove Christmas from it, it doesn't affect the plot. You remove Christmas from Die Hard, it changes the plot. It's the reason why he was flying across the country to go see his family. The robbers actually needed to be Christmas because it was going to be lack security, but it was still going to have the employees in the building that they needed for the uh, for the necessary robbery. There was like a few other things that they had, but like if you remove it from remove Christmas from it, the film doesn't happen. Another interesting thing was uh, while they were making it, someone was given creative freedom of it. But they had to keep the Christmas in L.A. setting. That was something that they did not have any option to change. The role was actually originally offered to many people, including Schwarzenegger and Stallone. And many people turned it down. But eventually they wound up settling on Bruce Willis. I think both of those would have been good casting, to be honest. They both would have been good. Well, I don't know if Schwarzenegger would have. Because there's a very famous scene where he's like crawling through the fucking uh, air vent. And I think... Schwarzenegger would just literally be too big for that. Too big, yeah. Like that's that. Like he's such a jack dude, especially back he's in the day. He's fucking huge. Even now, even yeah. as an old man, he's fucking jacked. Yeah, he would not be able to go through that. Like Bruce no. Willis is half his size, but <laughs> less than that, yeah. I bet. And now they, yeah, now they have Die Hard, uh, the Die Hard commercials because the Die Hard batteries, and you know Bruce Willis comes by for one. Um, but Die Hard, I always liked as a Christmas movie because it is action. So it breaks from the monotony, has a lot of like Christmas to it, and it the Christmas does show up from time to time throughout. For example, ho ho ho! Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> like there are little bits and pieces where they remind you that it is Christmas, and yeah, a lot of it doesn't necessarily revolve around it. But neither really did Home Alone as well. Like some of these things have. Christmas is part of it. Even Elf, you could literally have had it happen throughout the rest of the year. Christmas itself doesn't matter. It's about an elf coming from the North Pole. It's centers around Santa and everything. Right. Yeah. But they the don't ti- celebrate the Christmas. The timing did yet. not matter. You're right. The timing didn't matter. With the matter, exception but... of uh, rescuing Santa Claus at that one point. But the... Right. You're right. At the very end. Yeah. 98% of the film, it's just about him trying to turn like his dad. You could literally have had it in the summer and then fast forward to later type of thing. Yeah, I feel you on that. Okay. All right. I see. I see. I get the argument for it. I like I personally don't big consider it a Christmas movie, but I see the argument for it. And actually, once you described it as um, if you took Christmas out of the plot, you lose a certain level of plot from it. Um, That makes sense to me. So I I'm still not all the way there. But I'm part of the way there. Personally, I, I think it's more of a holiday film than Home Alone. Home Alone, 
I go back and forth on two. I'm with you on that. I go back and forth on Home Alone of does it, is it not? Because that's just like around the Christmas time. Like, but it's not about Christmas. The only thing is the wet bandits are stealing because it's a bunch of rich people with a bunch of gifts there, but they're all traveling. So they were going to be gone. Right. But I mean, if you just made that any other travel day. I think they're all Christmas adjacent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think we could give them credit for that. (laughs) I think a lot of people expect a a Christmas movie to be like family centered and have like a theme of like giving and things like that. But it's that doesn't necessarily need to be. Krampus is a perfect example to show that. And Krampus far predates movies, you know, like that story in general. I meant the movie, but yeah. But, oh, but yeah, yeah, no, I, but you're right, yeah. The story it of it's not very Christmassy, what you associate yeah. with Christmas, even though it is a Christmas story. Yes. Christmas fact. He's a cryptid. I'm calling it. <laughs> he's gonna. He's hanging oh. out there with Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> I would watch that. I'd watch that sitcom. <laughs> oh, my God. Krampus, right. Sasquatch, and the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> I like the theme song the most, I think, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, what Are we moving into our number ones now? I guess we can. I guess we can. Let's take, Let's a, drink. take a big old drink. And move on to your number one. And my number one was a duplicate from before. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. that's a good one. So good. 1989. Not only is it a duplicate from this list here, uh, but it also made it onto at least my best comedic films list. Maybe even yours. If not, we talked about it um, because we both loved and appreciated it then. Um, This is actually the third film in the National Lampoon Vacation series. Yeah. But it was the best one by far. (laughs) In my mind, it was the best one by far. Um, this tells, and we can, we can, uh, team up on this one. Cause I know it was on your list as well. I'll give a little background, but it tells the story of Clark Griswold and the Griswold family. Um, and he's just, a you know, a Chicago suburb man. And he's got his, his family and he's trying to, uh, give them a great Christmas, but unfortunately things don't always go so well. Um, as he's trying to do this and I'll let you jump in here and we can go maybe back and forth a little bit on it. So one of the big things about it is he's expecting this big holiday bonus, which is so (laughs) weird now because no one does holiday bonuses. Like I don't know any companies that actually do holiday bonuses, but these used to be big. These used to be very big. I was talking with like, uh, I think it was my grandma about my grandpa. She would talk about how that was a substantial part of their salary was you'd get a very big and generous Christmas bonus. And it's really kind of shitty that like they got rid of like that. That that must've been really weird. The phasing out where you'd go somewhere and they're like, yeah, we're not doing Christmas bonuses. Like people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I've never had a job that gives a Christmas bonus. Now, actually I'm lucky in the job that I have now I get a yearly cash bonus um, based on performance, but it has nothing to do with the holidays at all. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very interesting, like, thing to think of that you'd be like, yeah, this is how I'm going to pay for all the gifts and stuff. But he wanted to build a pool, and that was going to be his big surprise. And obviously yep. things go wrong with it, but <laughs> I, 
<laughs> it's just a, a great funny story, and it has Randy Quaid, who I think in real life is actually crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> cousin Eddie, <laughs> cousin Eddie, and he just comes in. He's just like the epitome of like white trash. Comes in, lives in an RV with like ten kids, and they're just disgusting. The dog's choking on the bone. It throws up. It goes, oh, don't worry. The dog's name is Snot. (laughs) Don't worry. He got it. Dumps the RV's shit, like, (laughs) into into the sewer. (laughs) Don't. Shitter tank's full, like, just, like, out in a a robe. Like, he's just such a dirty, gross guy. Jelly of the month. (laughs) The gift that keeps on giving, Clark. (laughs) He's another one that just, I don't. Oh, he plays that role so well. Like, I don't. Uh, Randy Quaid does. I don't know if anybody else could play that role the way he does. He actually was in uh, the sequel. This was the only original Lampoon movie that had a sequel, like vacation movie. Like yeah, a I think he was in VHS type thing. I think he was in all three, wasn't he? Yeah, but then he was also in the uh, Christmas Vacation too. That was like straight to be. Oh, did they really? It was about him like going to the tropics or some shit. Yeah. Oh, I have not seen that. I did not even know that. Neither was have thing. I. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, it just it was during my research. I was like, oh god, well I never want to watch that. I have zero interest in even looking it up. I'm not even going to Google it. Like, I hope I'm going to drink a drink right now and hope I forget you even mentioned it, so I don't have to watch it. Oh, I remember this this box art because I think I saw it uh, when I worked at Hollywood Video. Now that I think about it. Oh, it looks just so fucking bad. Christmas Vacation 2. Okay. Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. (laughs) That's what it's called? Yep. Oh, my God. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2. Oh, it looks like trash. Oh, it looks like trash. Sorry, Randy Quaid. Sorry, National Lampoon. I would say 70% of what National Lampoon puts out is phenomenal. Um, Nah. You don't even give them 70%? No, because they come out with a bunch of shit. We only what? know of, like, those three and then fucking Van Wilder. I'd be curious to look at the entire film. I know that they have a lot of stuff that are not great. <laughs> oh, they did. All right, here we go. List of films. So they had Animal House. How about these? Class Reunion, Movie Madness, Vacation, European Vacation, Christmas Vacation. So that was the original company. Uh-huh. Loaded Weapon 1. I actually really love that. Oh, yeah. It was phenomenal. Senior trip. Vegas vacation. All right. Uh, I actually really liked Vegas vacation. Golf punks. All right. I've never heard of golf punks. Van Wild. Replicate. Black ball. Jake's booty call. Oh, that sounds like trash. Gold diggers. Oh, I didn't know that was National Lampoon's. I remember seeing that at Hollywood Video when I was a kid. Presents. Oh, no. It just presents. Dorm days, barely oh, dorm days legal. Was okay, that was like a like an American Pie <laughs> ripoff. <laughs> okay, going the distance. The almost guys. Adam and Eve. Cattle call. Quest for Festeru. Pucked. Van Wilder two. The beach party at the threshold of hell. Oh my god, my seventy percent quickly has dropped to like an eight percent. Like I think like eight percent of their movies have been Stoned dead. Age, also known as Homo Erectus. Totally Baked, a podumentary, Bag Boy, One Too Many, Robodoc, Transylmania, Endless Bummer, Cheerleaders Must Die. I think I remember hearing that. Dirty Movie. Yeah, I've seen that. Ratco, The Dictator's Son, Frat Chance, 
The Legend of Awesomest Maximus. I remember seeing that because that uh, I didn't see it, but it had um, Will Sasso on the cover. Snatched, Surf Party, and Drunk Stone Brilliant Dead. I changed my mind. I th- I switched from like seventy percent good to like seven percent good. And then that's not even including the made for TV movies. I don't even don't go through that list. I, I do not even want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. You have the ones that were like we know of, and the rest were just shit. Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Some of them were huge. Animal House was huge. You know, the Vacation series were huge. There have been a handful. So I like Van Wilder. Van Wilder was great. Ryan Reynolds, right? Was Van Wilder? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was. And it had um, Otter from. Uh, Animal House. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Literally four seconds ago. I yeah. don't know why that. <laughs> Animal House. Otter from Animal House plays uh, Van Wilder's dad. But yeah, so there was a really good one. Um, yeah. But it was actually based off. So National Lampoon was basically like Mad Magazine type of thing. Like they had a yeah, magazine. Yeah, they did. They had their and own they magazine tried to film thing. Yeah. And uh, John Hughes wrote a short story called Christmas 59, which was published in December of 1980. And then eventually he got thrown a bunch of money to make it. He didn't want to, but he's like, luckily, I already have a good idea for a script, like based on the short story. So he made that. Like he didn't want to make another one, but then they're like, here's a bunch of money. He's like, all right, I luckily I do actually have a good idea for it. Otherwise he would, excuse me. Otherwise he would have turned it down. But he's like, actually, I know what to do with this one. Very cool. Huh. All right, man. What do you think? Should we take a drink and move into our last most coveted spot? Your number one. Yeah, and everyone should already know if you've been following along, which it is. Backdoor sluts nine. Nope. It is Santa Claus and his dirty ho ho hoes from Bang Bros. <laughs> Christmas story, phenomenal choice. Based on John Shepard's semi-fictional anecdotes in his 1966 book, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Uh, <laughs> Great title, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but my Christmas story is from 1983, and it's about a family in Hammond, Indiana. Luckily, the dad is a Bears fan in it. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually don't know if they go to Chicago in the film, because they go to a downtown area, but I don't know if... like. If you live that close to Chicago, you'd probably go to the Chicago one, like for their yeah, parade they never and everything. F- formally state that they went to Chicago. But I don't though, even think you're... Hammond would have one. You'd be like, go to fucking Chicago, you animals. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, it's about a kid who wants a Red Ryder BB gun, and this takes place like in the '60s, like when the book was written. I think it's like the '40s, actually. I think it's even earlier than that. When does Christmas Story take place? We're going to have to do this. 1940. Oh, got him. Pre-World War II? Fuck. So, like, this was his last fucking Christmas before World War II. <laughs> Shit got a lot darker now. Like, his childhood was about to end. Which is actually interesting because the actor who played the dad was not able to fight in World War II because he had leg issues. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. but basically it's about a kid who wants to get a, a BB gun and his mom's like, you'll shoot your eye out. His teacher says you'll shoot your eye out. And uh, eventually he does uh, shoot his eye out. And he, then he, I think <laughs> literally does. 
it goes on and then it becomes like a whole thing. Like should children this young have weapons? And then Michael Moore like came in and he made a documentary about it. It was really dark. <laughs> it, was, it got really dark and fucked up. None of that shit is related to this. None story. of this is true. But you straight out right, though. Say that. I mean, all the adults did say, you're not getting a BB gun, kid. You'll shoot your eye out. Because the kid was probably, what, like 10? Yeah. I mean, like 10 years old at the time. Yeah. And he wanted this BB gun. And even Santa Claus told him you're not going to get it as he's, like, sitting on Santa's lap. And he's like, I really want a Red Rider BB gun with a stock scope, blah, blah, you know, whatever kind of gun he wants. And he's like, how about a nice football? How about a football? <laughs> yeah. And he's like pushes him down and he's like holding on to the slide and he's like ho 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 and he kicks his face <laughs> pushes him down the slide with his big ass dirty boot and the, the Santa made all the kids cry because he'd just go right in their face go ho 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 and the kids just start oh. screaming and one of my favorite lines of that is when they're waiting in line for Santa and this makes sense because it was in the 40s they had the cast, like, characters from Wizard of Oz, and they're going around like, oh, what a tasty little boy, or like a cute little boy, or something like that. He just goes, eh, don't talk to me. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and the witch is like, oh. And it's like, <laughs> this little 10-year-old says that to an actor, and she's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> just just, oh just straight God. up tells her off, because he's thinking. <laughs> it's just so fucking, oh, it's so good. Uh, then obviously there is a culturally insensitive, but I'm sorry, I laugh. Ba, at ra, it. Ra, 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 <laughs> yeah. Where they go to a Chinese restaurant, and uh, my favorite thing—well, not favorite. There's so many favorite, like great parts in it, but one of my favorites is they live next to a bunch of hillbillies, and they, they're the bumpuses, and they have like a bunch yeah, of yeah, the bumpuses with their and dogs. I have I have a buddy who has like three dogs, and they all like freak out whenever anyone goes. I'm like, you're the fucking bumpuses. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> bumpuses. They, they destroy their Christmas dinner, right? Like they yeah. eat the turkey, <laughs> like they just destroy it. Oh, and don't forget. Uh, <laughs> electric the the uh, the major award. Fragile, there was a infamous scene where they had a... <laughs> must be Italian. <laughs> yeah, Fragile, it must be Italian. I think it says fragile. Oh, yeah, yeah. It could be anything in here. There could be a bowling alley. <laughs> the dad wins a crossword puzzle contest, and he wins a leg lamp that's like from a, a showgirl type of thing. It like looks like a, it's like a sexual leg. But it's, it's really not that dirty. And <laughs> the says, mom fucking hates it. <laughs> and he puts he puts it on the, like, right by the window. And all the, the guys come over like, what is that? It's it's, an, it's a major award. I won it. <laughs> I, my favorite quotes, I think, is there's one where the younger brother gets all bundled up. Uh, to go to school and like he's got so many layers of clothes on that his arms are like stuck up to the side completely and he's like whining he's like i can't put my arms down <laughs> i say that one all the time whenever i fucking bundle up for the winter i can't put my arms down he ends up, you know getting beat up by a bully and then <laughs> there's a scene where the the main kid ralphie um totally cusses in front of his mom and he's like oh 
fudge. And then like the the narrator voice, which is his voice, goes, but I didn't say fudge. And I say that one all the time too. And it cracks me up. That's such a good one. It actually, I don't know if it still does this. Um, I'd have to check to see if it's doing it this year, but usually TBS 24 will hours play it for 24 straight hours on Christmas uh, Eve. Yeah. Between Christmas Eve into Christmas. So you can catch it, um, usually like right in the middle of it, but I think it's TBS that always yeah. does that every year. So I'm going to have to try to catch it. This I year, actually have two shirts and one says you'll shoot your eye out and it's got Ralphie's face. And the other one has Ralphie's face and he just says, Oh, but <laughs> and, and they're very large in me. They're very baggy. So I actually use it a lot for working out. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, gosh. But it's it's so great. I was like, he had yellow eyes. He had yellow eyes. <laughs> Be talk- sure to drink your Ovaltine. Oh. A cruddy commercial. <laughs> I've made jokes like that. Like that's like I want like when I die, like I, like if I have kids, I'll like. Give him like a key that says like this is where you'll find your true self, and I'll like have instructions that'll take him through a series of challenges. <laughs> Some big decoder and puzzle and like <laughs> like and it, like the, like buried in like the fucking desert, and it'll just be a thing that says be sure, be to, sure drink to drink your, your oval tea. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I could see you doing that. I could one hundred percent see you doing that. Oh, this is a great number one. I know that's it. why I made it onto my top three as well. Yeah. I mean, it was the only one that made it onto both of our top threes. True, yeah. Great choice, though. I This is a great, great one. I'm not surprised it made it onto both of our lists so high. Yeah, and it's... What made it so good is it's from the perspective of a kid, while at the same time having the narration of his adult self with, like, realizations and things like that. And it's just so fucking well done. And then the kid daydreams and sees things like his teacher's the Wicked Witch going, you'll shoot your eye out, you'll shoot your eye out. As kids do, right. And then, like, he imagines himself saving his family from a bunch of old-timey bandits coming in. I'll get you again, black-eyed Bart. (laughs) Oh, no, it's Ralphie (laughs) with a Red Ryder BB gun. (laughs) And don't come back now. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's such a fun, so lighthearted, hilarious film that I, I can't imagine anyone listening who, who hasn't seen it. And I feel like if you haven't, um, you are one of those people who just don't want to see it just for the sake of it. And, I mean, I've known plenty of people who have done that with other things. I kind of did that for a while with uh, Harry Potter where you're just like everyone obsesses over it and you're like – Oh my fucking god! I don't even want to see it. Uh, I've already kind of gotten sick of it. Like second, I got secondhand sick of it. But this is one that's just good. It's just, it's and it's just, good for everyone. I think everybody can find something yeah. to appreciate with this, and most, and, and probably most of the ones on our list. There might be a couple like your dragon one that was your number ten that people are like, yeah. But for, yeah. The, for the most part, I think everybody can find something to appreciate here. I think the best thing about the Christmas story is truly there isn't really a plot. Like, he wants that BB gun, and that's, like, the closest thing to a plot. But then there's just, like, random shit It's just living regular life as you do. About bullying, about licking cold flagpoles. And getting your tongue stuck. About trying to have Christmas dinner. Like, quite a bit of it is just just a kid's life as he's trying to... Daddy's gonna kill Ralphie. <laughs> Actually, one of the most famous ones is "Show us how the piggies eat." 
Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, it's it was such a great, great one. Or the flashback where you, you think he's blind. I mean, we've already kind of gone over half the film, but it I is know. so it's, much of it's a... quotable, and so much of it doesn't really build on each other, and that's what makes it almost great because that's yeah, it's one of the best ones for jumping in halfway through. Because you're not like, oh, man, I missed the beginning. You might be like, I missed this one part, but you didn't miss the beginning. You're like, oh, you know, the build, it sets it up for everything. You're like, no, you not only do I already know it, but like, oh, the soap scene's coming up? Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> man, this whole episode was fucking great. We I don't know about you, but doing this kind of put me in some kind of a holiday spirit a little bit, which is really a little did. different. It's been a little different this year, just with knowing things are not going to be the same. Um, I was lucky to see my mom for Thanksgiving a few weeks ago, but I didn't get to see, you know, any of my nephews and everything. Just with everything going on, you know, everybody's being safe. And I, I understand I want to be safe, too, which is why, I, you know, I, I, I didn't want to put them in that position either. So um, just things are a little different. So it's nice to do something like this and get a little kind of holiday cheer and a little holiday spirit. And this definitely brought me up a little bit doing this. So I'm glad we chose this. I'm really glad that we did too. And so I guess there's nothing else to say besides deuces, Bruce's. <laughs>